Hello, my friend. What's going on, man? Back again. You already know. Literally, with Ken and Carl. Literally. All right. So, uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot has happened, man. I mean, the holidays are just past. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, Happy you New know, Year. May y'all have a, you know, a great year. You know, last year was, you know, was ups and downs. Uh, this year, I hope everyone has a better one and, you know, just try to keep focusing on getting better. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you know what? I'm going, let's go no headphones today. No? Let's go nice and casual. Alrighty then. Well, even better. Now um, they can really see my eyes. Yeah, I, I might kick those back on because I, I do have some stuff to play later. But before we get too into the episode, it was Christmas. I didn't get a chance to see you beforehand, so I, I had a little something I, just for you. You know, I really don't. I, I really don't want to open this up because just because of just what it was wrapped in. Star Wars. I mean, come on, you you can't get better than that. I'm sorry, and it has like the whole gang on there too. Like everybody, it every, every everyone. I mean. Well, not everyone, but just from the newer, the newer. Now, yeah, there's something on the card. Okay, it's to Ken mm-hmm. from Carl. No, no, read it specifically. Uh, <laughs> it says to Ken SP. It doesn't stand for super person. He tries and means small penis. And then what's mine? From <clears throat> Carl A H. And he does mean asshole. Yes, I do. So <sighs> you would think that it's something nice. It's actually a really small penis, a, a small dildo. I tried uh, to find the smallest <laughs> one I could find. But no, you should you should open it. Uh, if this is like like a like a, a small like I don't even think he would. It'd be like a real dildo. It'd be like a like like two M and M's and like a piece <laughs> of a candy, like a chocolate candy. You go that's that's you. And it, oh shit. Oh shit! <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This Merry is Christmas. what I'm talking about. This is what Christmas is all about, right here, folks. You don't get this shit. One of my favorite, favorite characters from the whole Star Wars series is the man who controlled both, both good side and the bad side. My man, the one and only Palpatine. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate this. Darth Sidious. Oh my God. Emperor Palpatine. That's right. That is right. He is the man of the man of the man. And basically in his voice, thank you. I will take this and appreciate it now. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Absolute unlimited power. <laughs> yeah, this is going right here. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, man, that is great. That is awesome. That is, you know, I have to probably hide this from Rob because when he like sees this, he watches it. Where is it? Like, Rob, where is it? I want to see it. Why do you want to see it? I just, I just want to see it. He'll tr- try to take it from me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So no, Rob. No. <laughs> Very cool. So it uh, <clears throat> kind of falls in line with uh, something I wanted to talk about, which is villainy. Mm. Um, I'm actually <clears throat> sporting a really dope shirt that my wife got me for Christmas. Yes. So uh, it's it's old school. It actually says "Beware the Empire." Um, um, which I, I don't know, it's just very, very cool. But, um, one of my hip hop heroes died. Um, I made a couple posts about it. <clears throat> um, MF doom. Yeah. Um, 
he is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of weird. I, I had kind of fallen into MF doom from a bass player friend of mine mm-hmm. who like me, suburban white kid, super into hip hop, you know, yeah, was, was just really into the, the culture and everything around rap and, and hip hop. And he had actually given me an album um, that was a, a collaboration with with Danger Mouse, the DJ. Mm-hmm. And Danger Mouse had become famous taking uh, Jay-Z's Black Album and the Beatles' White Album yeah. and combining them. Mm-hmm. Got a cease and desist from Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, at that point it had blown up, yeah. you know. He's done work with Gorillaz. I think he produced the second album for Gorillaz or Gorillaz. something like that. That's a whole nother monster. There. They're great. So the album was uh, Danger Doom and mm-hmm. it was all around Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Throw, throw your headset on just for a sec. And this will come through nicely, but... Or it won't. All right. I didn't set something up. Hang on a sec. Gotta love fucking podcasting. Hey, it's, it's, it's a part of the game. You know, things happen. You know, technical difficulties, it happens. It's just like any other show, you know. But yeah, MF Doom, I mean, one thing about him that was very distinguishing was his wordplay, the way he uses words. Um, uh, well respected in the industry. Um, like I said, you know, you know, Busta Rhymes, uh, all the all your favorite rappers, you know, they all, you know, gave their condolences. They paid homage. Even one of the guys who literally takes like cartoons and then puts your favorite songs together and pieces the white mouth and the words. Uh, Milo the Cat, you know, um, shout out to him. Um, he's paid his tribute by putting up like all of the top songs that MF Doom has done and made like segment segments cartoons of them, like and and no one's mad at it <laughs> it was like i was like okay you know this is the perfect fit for that you know so yeah he took on this really cool persona um you know he he actually started in a uh a group in 89 yeah kmd yeah and they had a number of of tracks that uh mm-hmm. that were on yo mtv raps back in the day yeah and his brother was also in the group with him mm-hmm. his brother died in a car accident and at that very same time, they were actually dropped by the record label. Wow. And it was a really, really rough time for Doom. And um, he just kind of stayed away from the scene for a few years. When he came back, he was actually doing open mics with um, like a nylon uh, stocking over his face. And shortly after that, he uh, adopted the Doom. Yeah, yeah. And and his whole premise was he was going to be the villain to the record industry, to the rap industry, to right. to everything that was established because fuck them. Right. And so he would often produce all of his own tracks. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of collaboration stuff, yeah. but he would produce a lot of his own tracks for his albums. Mm-hmm. And he was just I, I, so I really wanted to play just a track because you can pick any track from him um and and lyrically it's just insane hopefully this will come through 
Why did you buy this album? I don't know why you did. Adult Swim. Yourself. The super flow with more jokes than Bazooka Joe A mix between Superfly Snooker and a super hole True MC like El Trooper Nibre Digest a group and sell the poop on eBay Danger with the best grin and shoot the DJ Doom clicking over two chickens three-way Four in the five, a cork on the freeway Villain find a way to make him pay whatever we say State your intentions I really love your tape, but I hate your inventions Very well, what you want a brownie? He took off the mask and whispered Put me where you found me Kept his paper digits in a chunk Once joined a rap click Midgets into crunk Did a solo on the oboe Could have sold a million Then the villain went for dolo And Just, I mean Basically they hated He left no jaded witnesses rap He has such a unique flow yeah, that 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 album was run in the two thousands, and that's that pretty much is one of the albums that really he's known for. That and and Mad Villainy, yeah. specifically, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. um, Mad Lib and and mm -hmm. he collaborated, and uh, and and did Mad Villain, yeah. Um, but he's worked under like a lot of different personas and mm -hmm. and names. Um, he was such an interesting dude too, because there were like rumors that at some of the shows mm -hmm. it wasn't even him he just wouldn't bother to show he'd just have somebody else fill in i don't know if that's true right right you know what i mean because yeah. he wore a mask all the time yeah and and i'm sure somebody could impersonate him of course so you know he was he'd say crazy shit in in interviews like he doesn't listen to rap he doesn't he doesn't really like rap he only does it for money you know what i mean but you know he, he would do that to fuck with people of course because you course. can't you can't put bars down like that if you don't appreciate the history of of hip-hop and there's a reason why so many professionals in that game listen to do yeah i mean and, and for one you know i mean sometimes you got to do that and make it look easy you know and, and and that's one thing about certain artists you know that you appreciate you know is that you know they make it look easy, but you know, ain't no telling what he went through to get that that good. You know, oh, yeah. And sometimes you don't want people to know. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's sometimes it's good not to to show, you know, all of you, you know, to you know everybody. You know. Yeah, I think um, if you think of most greats, you don't really think about what it takes to get there until after they've gotten there and and people start talking about exactly. it. Exactly. You don't see it in in time. So, like, you know, we watch that that uh uh last dance yeah. jordan documentary yeah and and you see all the work and you see the drive and you see outside of games the way he is you see so many years later sitting on on a couch looking at an ipad reacting to people say shit about him and still seeing that fucking hunger in his eye right yeah you know you don't think about those things when you're watching the bulls running for a championship exactly. you just think look at that dude and what he's doing exactly he's got 103 fever and he's and he's throwing up you know yeah but he's still making it happen he's doing it you know and so yeah i guess it's it's ha it had to have been a lot of study a lot of work a lot right. of open mics um right you know but he was really prolific he had so much work so people, anybody that's not familiar, you need to check out MF Doom, all caps when you say his name. People, uh, you know, as they say, there's a saying, you know, it's not about the goal. It's the journey, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's about what it takes to get, to get there. So every 
you know, well said by the by the time, you know, you get into whatever you're supposed to do in life, you know, it's overall, you know, when you're at the end, it's always not going to be where you arrived at. It's going to be always about the work you put in. It's always going to be about what have you you did in that impact in that moment, in that time. You know, and I think you have to enjoy doing, that process. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have to, because at the same time, you're you're really finding out who you are. You're really finding out who you are. And, and, and at the same time, you're learning more about your talents and everything about it. You know, it's just that now, you know, for him, we get to see how much of an impact that he had. On yeah. People, you know. Yeah. And and, you know, you're always going to get a, a certain amount of people that will jump on afterwards. Oh, I always listen to Doom. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't you know, I yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I think as long as people continue to appreciate his work, of course, of course, um, you know, it's, um, it's timeless Yeah. in the same way that I can listen to queen. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it doesn't matter when it was written. Exactly. It speaks today. Mm -hmm. Doom has that same thing. And in hip hop, I think that's incredibly rare because exactly. it's so stylized and it goes through such shifts. His word plays and metaphors. Like I said, you, you know, and don't get me wrong, this new generation, they have their own thing of where they're doing the music, the way they're they're basically, you know, you know, basically open up themselves. And, you know, that's that's the thing. But to understand how the true essence of hip hop and where it comes from, that's why you have to go back and you listen to people like this and you get an understanding of what it is to do metaphors, what it is to be structured. That's that's to me. That's that's a true essence of mastering your craft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. hundred percent. So, um, your holiday was good. You got to spend a little bit of time with the family. Yeah, I was down there in Florida, you know, you know, moms and, and pops and seeing some, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And then doing stuff around the house and, you know, half the stuff, I don't really eat like that anymore. They're trying to feed me at one point. I was like, they're trying to kill me. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have like diabetes and, and shit, and, but you know, still, you know, did they get you the the amazing shirt? No, I I got myself the amazing shirt. Okay, I talked about mine. We cannot ignore Cornholio. So. <laughs> yeah, I am Cornholio. <laughs> I need TP for my bungle. Dude, my favorite episode <laughs> was when he was at the cafe doing uh -huh. the the spoken word, and he was all jacked oh, up on espressos. God, oh my god! <laughs> he <laughs> he just, starts guzzling, coughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i i mean i i wear stuff like sometimes i wear shirts and stuff and people look at me and go why do you wear that shirt or why is this like for one either i grew up on it or i listened to it or I actually know it because a lot of people wear shirts and and, and they don't know anything you know like it was one time i seen somebody walk by and they had a pink floyd shirt on i was like huh uh, another brick on the wall and they looked at me like what are you talking about i was like okay you're wearing a shirt and i had an understanding of it and somebody else i walked by one time i had a nirvana shirt on and it was like that's a great shirt i love that i love that that whole sticky thing blah 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 i was like it's a group you know go, go just 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 go kill yourself you know <laughs> kill yourself you know i just tell people when they don't know stuff or they say something stupid go home i i think in that case, if somebody sees something you're wearing and they don't understand the reference, it's not quite as bad. If you're wearing a shirt and you have no idea what it is, like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? It's so many people that I know. And you want to know that says so much about who you are as a person, though. Exactly. Because it, it says that you totally do things driven by 
what other people think. Exactly. Completely. Exactly. And and you can't even bother to do any of the research. Any of it. To figure out why those people think that way. Yeah. Just as long as they do, you're just going to do whatever it is. That's fucking weird. And the thing that gets me is, is like, okay, a lot of people I know, they wear Metallica shirts. I'm like, okay, name one song. Or name something. I'll just say, tell me something. Say pulling, pull, pulling teeth. Say something. Say something. They don't. They, they wouldn't be able to do that. Battery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. They won't that, do that song. Um, I I have a lot of of Metallica songs that I really dig, mm-hmm. but but Battery specifically was one of those. It the the way it starts. Mm-hmm all kind of smooth and quiet and it's it's the song that leads off that album and and before you can really understand what's going on they've got you driving like you know and and you're just going right and i was talking with this sound guy at a club that we used to play quite a bit when the bone church was out doing shows there was a place in duluth called sweetwater okay okay and there's a billiard hall attached to it and they do dart competitions and stuff, but they had a live music venue and, and had won a number of outside the perimeter creative loafing best venue awards. Oh, wow. And they used to host a lot of metal shows. I, I don't know. We haven't played in three years or so, so I, I couldn't even tell you what they're doing now, but, um, but I'm sure they're, they're still hosting live shows when, when, you know, all the, the COVID shit ends. Yeah, they'll, they'll get back to any It's of that. by that time for it to get over, man. But uh, the sound guy, Matt, was so cool. And we would talk about this song. And anytime I went into Sweetwater, mm-hmm. even if we weren't playing, if I was going to check out another band, if he saw me in between bands, he would put battery on. <laughs> and he'd play it for me every time. It was the coolest feeling. Like, I, I f- oh, man, I love it. And so that kind of became, and I just sit at the table and fucking air drum the shit out of it. Yeah, you, you, like I said, it's a certain, like I said, I wear stuff to, like I said, things that I know I, I grew up on. And it's something that's just, you know, that's just as me individually. Like, some people look at me sometimes and go, you weird, dude, you wear this or that and third. And like, yeah, because it's either I like it or it's something, you know, because I feel like, you know, one thing about my culture, the thing about it is that if you don't wear a certain thing or a certain brand, it's kind of like you're weird. And I was just like, why is that? I never understood that for the sake of my life. So I always found it kind of weird that as kids, a five-year-old kid is a five-year-old kid, right. regardless of what race they are, regardless of what gender they are. Yeah. They're just a five-year-old kid. And they all have the same kind of innocence and they have about the same grasp on the, on the English language. And, you know, for the most part, they're just a five-year-old kid, yeah. right? As we start to get older, we start to shape ourselves into a lot of the stereotypes right. that are fed to us, right? whether that's through media, whether that's through culture, whether that's through anything. Right. But I think in, in some senses, we we start to gravitate towards certain things and then there's always that natural kind of you know prepubescent puberty kind of breakout where you want to just find something for yourself and right. be a part of something and that's where goth kids come out of and you know all kinds of different shit. i'm not yeah. picking on goth kids i'm sorry but anyway <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you know it all of those kind of things are are kids trying to rebel against whatever that that current mold is that's being shaped for them exactly 
And then you either stick with whatever that is, or you end up kind of fading back into whatever that mold was. Right. You know, but it it's the weirdest thing for me because essentially we're all basically the same. Exactly. You know, and, and I can meet a, a white kid that grew up in, you know, the projects of Detroit. Right. And, and he'd be as culturally black as anybody else. Exactly. Whereas I can meet, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a kid that's, that's, you know, African-American and grew mm-hmm. up in, in the suburbs. And, you know, I, one of my friends from high school, Alex Burke was into heavy metal and playing hockey. Right. And he was great at hockey. Right. And he was African-American kid and he just, but he grew up where we grew up and right. he grew up with the same kind of culture that we grew up. And so he's just, that's how, you know what I mean? So right, it's right. kind of weird. It's, it's, it's weird to me. And I, I've never like understood that. And I'm just like, you know what, you know, regardless, I'm going to do me like, you know, is this, this is how I am, you know? I mean, I know how to take this shirt and put it with something and make it look like, oh, okay, he got a super outfit on. But in general, I'm just, that's just me. That's just how I am. I will say it seems like people have progressed a lot in that aspect in a lot of different cultures. Right. Um, you see, you know, African-American kids and Latin kids that are really into anime mm-hmm. and, and Japanese culture. My cousin is heavy in anime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and stuff like that isn't picked on or shunned anymore. Because, right. you know what I mean? Like, or at least not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, a nerd's still going to be called a nerd. Uh, you know. Of course. Yeah. A jock's still going to be called a jock. People are, are still going to. But you're finding that it seems like a lot more people are just freer to be whatever version of themselves they want to be, as opposed to mm-hmm. falling into one of those, either rebelling or the stereotype. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I, that's why I say to people all the time, you know, be who you are, you know, be who you are and like what you like and, and don't be ashamed of liking whatever you like. You know, I mean, it's just the thing about it is that's why we're different. That's why we're all individuals. You know, we all like different things and certain things gravitate to us, you know, the things that we do, the things we watch, you know, is all just a personality like me. I sat there the other night and everybody else is like, man, do what you're doing. I was like, I'm on my computer to do it. I'm watching um, Wonder Woman right now. I'm just 84. You're damn right. Is it good? It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I, I'm i not going to say. Come on, DC. DC. No, Help I mean, out, man. they did their thing. But the, the did thing they? About, they did their thing. But did the, they? This time around. Did they? It's. <laughs> it's they really told <laughs> you just did they it's just that really like don't lie to me <laughs> they they did their thing um it was more so the story you got more of the story um i did like what they did when they talked about you know the great female warrior asteria i will give this away is they talked about her you don't see her in the end but the way that they do it is they pay homage because they finally show her in the end and she turns and looks at the camera. She says something and winks. It's Linda Carter. I said, okay. I like the way they did I, that. I did hear that she was, yeah. there was a nod to her in it and that yeah. she was in the movie. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I had the biggest crush on Linda Carter. <laughs> um, was the movie really heavy into the, you know, girl power kind of pushing it? And and the reason I say this is mm-hmm. because in watching The Mandalorian season two again, because right. you know, on Christmas Day, Eric and I binge watched the whole thing. Right. Because she hadn't seen any of it. Mm. And um well, she had seen the first season, but she hadn't seen the second season. So right. um 
what I love about that show in both seasons is you had amazing characters that were just who they were, yeah. regardless of who that was, yeah. regardless of race or gender. Mm-hmm. You had amazing characters in that that were just that great mm-hmm. characters. Bill Burr's character was a great character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but when you're talking about Cara Dune and you're talking about um, Fennec Shan and you're talking about um, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. I, that final scene where the four women are going through and just clearing out stormtroopers. Right. Like boss. And and not only was it not physically mentioned, hey, look at us. We're all girls. Yeah. Which has been kind of a Disney thing. Yeah. But yep. has never been a Filoni or Favreau thing. Right. Now, it was kind of a Russo brothers thing. Yeah. Right. Because you, you did get that. They gave you the very like they even said it. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. So. The reason I bring this up is, is there are certain times where you have those characters and you don't have to do that. And it works great. Right. Sigourney Weaver as, as, um, Ridley in, in aliens. Yeah. You know, that part apparently, and I getting this from a podcast cause I heard it recently, but that part apparently was, was cast to both men and women. They had no plan for who Ridley was going to be. Right. Right. She just won the role. Right. And and rightfully so, because she kicked fucking ass in that movie. Yeah, I mean, she's but she's she's a great actress anyway. I mean, hands down. She's 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 man. So like every movie I've seen her in, I've I've never looked at her and be like, oh, she's just a woman. No, she's a great actress. I mm-hmm. give that to her. Um, always. So, you know, when when I'm watching the series for Mandalorian. But even specifically where you have that opportunity, where you have four really, really strong characters mm-hmm. that are all women that are going through and blasting and and taking people out and working together. And there was nothing heavy handed about it. Nothing felt heavy handed about it. Mm-hmm. It was how the character divide needed to go in that instance so that they could get the job done. It just happened to be, you know. Right. Boba Fett's flying his ship. He needs to be the one flying his ship. You know, Mando needs to be the one to go get the kid. Yeah, it made sense. There just happened to be four other women on the ship and they just happened to go take that role and that's yeah. what they did. Yeah. Nothing heavy handed about it. And it works so fucking great. Yeah, that that whole I I tell you, that whole second season, the Mandalorian. I I mean they so that's what worried me though about the Wonder Woman. They did it. Well, Wonder Woman, I mean, in this in this this movie we have to watch it you're not gonna get that feel okay but you're you're gonna see where uh what's so it just her, feels like a superhero movie it is feel like a superhero movie it is it does that's all i want um what's her name uh is it kirsten wig or kristen wig kristen wig kristen wig that plays cheetah i was surprised i was like she's good. great she's great she's, yeah. she's really great yeah, and she's great and when you see her actually have the whole cheetah fit on and walk around i was just like you really made it believable. Like, okay, like I can tell you did your work. You you kind of watched some cartoons on her and kind of got the idea of how she would be. It was great. It was it was it was great. But like I said, this time around, don't look for a whole bunch of action. Look for the story being told of how things develop. I'm, I'm okay with that yeah. though. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm all right with with it not being crazy action packed all the way through. Right, right. Because they had to, they had to explain certain things. And you had to get that first before it went to shit, you know. I would even say that 
I would rather a movie have less action and the action that's in it is not just worthwhile, but, but right. important. Right. Then have a movie that has action start to finish. And it's just at, at some point it just becomes like, you know, white noise. It's, that and, and not only it makes you question, like, where do all these people come from? What did they do? And this is the reason why it took over 10 years for Marvel to to get to 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 the overall picture of the end game because you couldn't just do three movies and here it goes. No, you had to explain everything and where it developed and <clears throat> what was going on on Earth and what was going on in the universe. Like it's so many so many things had to be explained for it to work. I think that's that's the daring of what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. And and kudos to Disney, Marvel, and and the Russo brothers and Favreau. You know. You have to have a lot of patience to yeah. pull what they pulled yeah. off, and and you're really kind of banking on on a lot, All right? Because at any moment, too much starts to fail. So you've got your basic storyline, and then you're you're doing all of these sub movies mm-hmm. to introduce characters outside of it, right. and it's brilliant because I'm not wasting time in the Avengers movies introducing all these characters all right i get to do in-depth in in introductions often in other you know movies Mm -hmm. right but it also allows you to fill those gaps in time so you're constantly producing content that can go out to people but it's all feeding into the same storyline right here's the problem if too many of those sub movies suck then it weakens the overall whole of the story. Right. Right. Because people start losing faith in it. Mm-hmm. Now, not all of those sub movies were, were fantastic, but they were all good enough to keep you involved. Exactly. Include those other characters. And, and what you got was a stunning long picture of what you can do with movies that's never been done before. Right. Like that's revolutionary, right? Right that you're taking that many different characters from an overall story, mm-hmm. breaking them out into sub movies. How many movies was it like 20 something movies? Yeah. Yeah. And then they've got like 30 something movies planned because they can do that. And now. They, yeah. And then um, that, they and got... all it's doing is just continuing to grow that overall story. Yeah. And yeah. people are excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for this, the, the TV series. They're doing the same with, with star Wars now. Yeah, they, and, and that's the great thing is, is Disney's kind of figured out this formula and they're rolling with it. And they're, you know, when you get the right people involved, mm-hmm. you can have a lot of success. I wish DC would figure it out rather than mm. the cartoons. I mean, don't get me wrong. We will always love Batman. Don't get me wrong. We will always love him. But 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 let's stop going just to Batman. Let's stop using that as a crutch. Let's stop using the Joker as a crutch. Like you're right, though. The animated stuff is is really quality. You know, I mean, I, they're, the DC animated stuff they've I, had some really good good projects. I will forever love the Dark Knight series. I, I think it's one of the greatest movies you'll ever see put together. Because one of the greatest comic graphic novel series I mean, too, though. Frank Miller was a beast. I mean, you you can't get anything better than that, but. Like you just can't sit up there and just rely on Batman. I was picking at my friend the other night because he was in the bathroom and I just walked up on him while he was in the bathroom. The doors right there and I just, I come to fulfill Razor Ghoul's destiny. And he, and he was just, man, I'm here taking a dump. Oh, you're taking a dump. 
I was molded by it. You know, I was just doing that shit. <laughs> and he was just like, dude, like you can do Bane. I was just like, I was just kept really doing it. I, I was just oh, like, oh, that's great. I was like, do you have anything in there to spray? It will <laughs> stink, you know. And he was just like, leave me alone. Be careful with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, dude, you are scaring me. I said, <laughs> now is not the time for fear. That comes later. And then he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he just, and he, he finally comes out of the bathroom. He just looks at me for like 10 minutes, just like, and he's blinking his eyes and shit. And he just said, fucking idiot. And then walks off. That's so, awesome. So, hey, Kurt. But anyway. <laughs> nice. So, um, you mentioned uh, Rob earlier and, uh, you know, we we talked on the phone the other night with Rob, and uh, yeah, he and I are going to embark on a uh, dark saber project. Yeah, he's 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 excited about it. He's just like, okay, let me know, let me know. So I wanted to um, take a second because you know I've mentioned lightsabers on the podcast several yes. times. Um, it's probably not in any camera view, but my Obi Wan Kenobi is still up there. Um, I actually have a number of projects that I want to start. So I have a Graflex replica um, from the Graflex shop. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be doing an Empire Strikes Back version of Luke's lightsaber. I have Obi-Wan's that I want to do. Yeah. I have a Darth Maul double handle uh, that I'm redoing the install for Erica. Shout so out that, them all. Yeah. So that <laughs> it'll be really, really cool too. I'm I'm gonna hook hers up. Um I have uh a Luke Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. saber that I need to redo the install on. It's okay. the first saber that I ever built. Okay. Um, but I want to upgrade it and and change it out. And then I've I've got the two dark sabers. Yeah. So I got a bunch of stuff. I'm I'm working on getting the shop going. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to move the dark sabers up because Rob's really excited about it. And, uh, I, I have some really cool ideas for the internals. So what I thought I would do is I talk about lightsabers on here. We've shown a couple, but mm -hmm. I, I had finished one for my mom when I started building them. She had mentioned that she would want one. My mom was the one that took me to, um, the, the first viewing in 78, um, and uh, I was dragging her to go see it. She dragged me to Empire Strikes Back. Right. Because she was a huge fan at that point. So um, I talk a lot about the lightsaber community. And there are so many talented artists. And they're really awesome with kind of giving advice and, and sharing stuff. And so, you know, I learned a lot of stuff just going through the forum, mm -hmm. uh, the Rebel Alliance forum, um, and then hitting all the Facebook groups. And uh, so the saber that I built for her, I, I actually did uh, a little box. It's got a removable plate that uh, just sits on there with magnets. And that way, when you open it up, you can actually display it on the inside of the lid. See, that is, that's, that's, and it's that's, got some lights. I don't know how much of this is going to pick up, but um, I even have. Uh, a hidden Allen key. So in, in the Sabre community, when we're building these. Um, 
sometimes people will do really detailed insides. I, I really didn't do anything detailed with the inside of this because my mom is is really more looking just to have something displayed. So I did a bunch of etching on the uh, on the lightsaber hilt, um, and uh, I'll throw some pictures up, um, and even did a a custom blade plug. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to pop a blade in here real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Like people, people need to see this anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like Carl, like I said, is, is a very talented person. I mean, he does a lot of shit and knows how to do a lot of shit. Like I, if I, if I literally let him in a room with like a gum and some shoestring, he'll come back and have some new shit built and like, look what I did. Look what I did. That's him. I used to, I used to watch a show called MacGyver of course. back in the day. Of course. So you can have different lengths blades, um, for these. And, and each one of these has a connector on the bottom of it that matches up with the pins in here. Right. And then it's linked with a bunch of LEDs that are going to be up both sides of the blade and then it's packed with some diffusion to kind of smooth everything out so we use a shorter blade here just because we're on camera right that is awesome and yes people that came from the saber <laughs> yeah. hey, you can't beat that That now that is Star Wars shit right there. That is some good shit. So this one's actually a, a fairly simple board. And it's um it's made by Irv Plector, uh Plector Labs. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a nano biscotti version four. And so this one will hold three different color fonts. Obviously, you see the green. Um, I've got green, blue, and, and red on here. Yeah. It'll hold three different sound fonts. So each of the, the sounds are going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But it's reactive to movement. It's got That's clashes. And then the nice scrolling effect comes from those neopixels which is uh, uh, the, the, the LEDs that right, are in it. Right. Okay. So, but it's great though. It's, it's awesome. I, I, I think it's great. And, and the cool thing is, you know, that one was pretty simple. Yeah. It's, it's not an overcomplicated board. Mm -hmm. They have a ton of great equipment. So in the controller boards, Plector Labs has done a number of different improvements to their boards. Uh, they're at, the the crystal focus 10 right now which has smooth swing it can hold a ton of sound fonts color changes style effects you can get flame blades and all kinds of different unstable blades like kylo ren um so theirs is an extremely feature rich um and affordable um uh controller board okay um you also have open source um frederick hubinet created um a profi board and opened it up so that because it's open source he opened up runs and and uh, i think there was a gentleman named thexter who had originally come up with the smooth swing algorithm that a lot of these different boards are now using mm. or at least had been influenced by right 
but he worked with with Frederick on on the smooth swing and what they can do with some of these boards now it is so realistic you can get clash and blocks in specific areas on the on the blade that's crazy tip drags that's crazy um like you know they have buttonless turn-ons where you just kind of twist yeah. it and and the blade ignites oh, it's man. ridiculous so you know anybody that's interested in in prop lightsabers the the basically the prop community um universal lightsaber group is a fantastic one um there's there's a bunch of or i think it's universal lightsaber community ulc um uh the vault which is run by vader's vault which is a saber company here in georgia um there are a lot of really great groups where people will share information um they're difficult to make because it takes a technical aspect plus an artistic aspect to it um so you know there are a lot of people that get kind of suckered and scammed in in the community but i will say the community is so great about turning around and and highlighting people that scam and calling those people out and bringing attention to them to keep everybody else in the community safe Mm -hmm. so you know they can be quite expensive and and a lot of people get shocked because you can get a, a lightsaber like that that works for a couple hundred bucks right um and and be really happy with it right but then you'll turn around and see one that's gonna run five thousand dollars right and someone's gonna go well, what the hell but the work and the detail that goes into it's those totally different totally you know different. they they create crystal chambers that are ridiculously good all right i still remember when you were actually doing a saber for somebody else that you know and you were kind of sitting there and you had like brought the the computer up one day and you were sitting there just programming the way it was just going to light up the way it was going to start up the light up and close back people understand it's a it's a lot of work it, it it's a lot of work it takes a lot of time and then at the same time like somebody like carl he sits there and he actually you know goes over and lets people know like hey this is what you're going to get but if you wanted to do this if you want to do this it's going to take more parts and also it's going to take more to do this you know you know i got me one day i am going to get a saber i'm just like I know me one day I'm gonna run around and, and chase people with it. I know that's just me. That's how I am. Probably maybe I know when Rob gets his, he's probably gonna look at me and challenge me to a duel and pretty much that's, that's how we are. Yeah. Well, the dark sabers are really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling Rob that, uh, the design of the dark saber, um, has changed slightly. Mm-hmm. So the dark saber was created in clone wars right. by Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, Rob gave me an earful for messing up on episode 13. Yes, he did. I did make a correction of 14. I don't think he had seen that. He gave it to me first before he, he, he it was like, I was like, oh. but he made a point to get me on the phone and go, listen. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm sorry, Rob. I, I, I do correct. It was the Clone Wars and, uh, and, and it was very squared off. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, it's a stylized animated series too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a saber that has a flat blade to it, which right. is unique in, in a lightsaber. It also has a dark center to the blade and it just kind of glows on the outside mm-hmm. of the, the katana style blade. Right. So, um, now that they've Disney has created a dark saber for the Mandalorian series, they yeah. actually have 
a working prop now that the community can dissect and go through. And there's already like five, I think, different makers that are making the Darksaber hilt in the new style. But there were a number of them in the very squared off style. So you can actually get one that looks very much like the animated series. Right. Or you can get one that's going to look like Moff Gideon's. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we both agreed when we talked with with Rob that we were going to do the newer style. Right. It's going to look a little better, feel a lot better in your hand. Exactly. Um, and then uh, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll get together and, and start kind of designing it. But, um, yeah, it's it's such a cool hobby and and it's i think one of the weird things with me you were talking about the journey yeah and and i have preached that for so long i think in some weird way i probably started preaching it when i was young because i had no direction Mm -hmm. and didn't know where i wanted to go so i had no choice but to enjoy the journey and and so I would talk about that a lot, but I would see people that would stay, they'd stay so driven that they would lose focus on why they got into whatever it was because of the end goal. And then when you get to the end goal, you're not going to be satisfied because you're already going to set another goal. Well, I I accomplished that. Right. I I have to set something different. Right. So I, I tended to be a person that would get involved in a lot of different things not necessarily to perfect them, but just because I wanted to, just right. because I wanted to try it. Right. You know, in, in sports, I played tennis, I did horseback riding, I played hockey, I played soccer, I played baseball, you know, you never I, told me you played tennis. You never told me. Oh yeah. I can imagine you were like, like we had hair and just, Oh yeah, running, I did have hair running around and just actually swinging. back then I had a Tony Hawk skater cut too. Jesus. Okay. Proceed now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, but, I've, I've always kind of in, in jobs, I've done a lot of different things. I've, it's one of those things that I've never really been afraid to try anything. And I had mentioned it early in the podcast. I think some of that I get from my mom. Right. Um, you know, but I, I'd like to do things to be able to say that I can do them. Yeah. You know, the first guitar that I ever put together or built was, he builds them. Yes. Um, (laughs) was, um, that, black and wood Les Paul with the maple leaf on it. Yes. Yeah. So I had a guitar. It's the one over here Mm -hmm. and it was Erica's guitar that she had bought at the yard sale and it was a knockoff fender and Mm. I kind of took it and started writing with it and playing with it a little bit and then stripped it down, had Erica do a really cool paint job on it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I always really liked the Les Paul. The style, the sound of them. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted one. Yeah. I couldn't afford fourteen hundred bucks for a Gibson Les Paul. Yeah. So I found this website that sold the body parts, and you basically assemble the guitar and then finish the wood and and do whatever yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know they send you all of the wiring and everything. Yeah. I bought a different set of pickups. I got some nineteen sixty nine jazz pickups from Seymour Duncan threw them in there oh shit did did a sick little paint job on it and oh. that was the first guitar i built and the only reason i did it was because it was 149 bucks for the fucking wood right so you know it it, it was more practical to do it that way and right. then i was like well building a guitar, a guitar is fun i wonder if i could like build a guitar build a guitar because i liked working with wood right and that's when i met andrew 
And Andrew is like a fucking stud guitar maker. He's really, really fucking talented. Mm -hmm. And uh, a Scottish dude that was just fucking crazy as shit. Like, hey, way crazy. Crazy. Hey. So, um, (laughs) and uh, yeah, so he kind of showed me, and that's the the white one that's up on the wall there is the, the one that we built from an actual just block of wood dude that's that's crazy like i said you know it's it's, it's crazy what you, you know that's one thing about uh you know people need to understand you have to you have to try different things not only because you know to keep yourself going but at the same time you don't really know all your talents until you until you find them you know and um and by the way also he said fender fender is like one of the top gu- guitars out there and the reason why a lot of people love the Fenders is because of Jimi Hendrix. And another reason why for the Gibson. Hendrix uh, played a Stratocaster. Gibson. Upside down. Yeah. And Gibson, uh, another another great brand is related to a lot of people like B.B. Uh, King, who that's where he played with all the time was a Gibson. I just had to point it out there because people yep. go, why Fender? Why Gibson? I had to tell that. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. One of the more famous um, Gibson Les Paul players other than you know, Les Paul himself. Right. Um, was a guy named Zach Wild who played with uh, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And he used to have a white and black Les Paul yeah. that was done with stripes like a target Damn. in the middle of it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's um I I haven't tried stand up. Yeah. And and I will tell you part of it is respect, part of it is fear. Um I I've ever since I was a kid thought it would be amazing to be able to do that mm-hmm. and like with a lot of things a regular day job can kind of keep you from doing what you need to do to make an investment like that yes you know like yes. you have to know that you're gonna suck for several years before you're gonna start to catch on to really how to i mean you can get laughs yeah yeah you, but you, you're gonna bomb yeah. a lot there's a lot of material that isn't gonna work or it's not gonna work near as well as it should until you figure out how to write properly and right so you know i i thought for years i have all this respect for stand-up comics i i should try it once i should do an open mic once a couple times and and i thought i i don't know if I'm ready for the bomb, like, I think I could handle it. Well, I think knowing that I would probably bomb would make me kind of almost crave it in a sense, right? Because I'd be so hyped up knowing it's coming be like, come on, I need to take this. Like, can, can I actually get them to throw vegetables at me? Well, well like, I'm, can I get so, can I, can I bomb so bad that it's not just booing, but like everyone leaves. They don't, they don't, they don't, do that you know years ago i did well, yeah they don't throw vegetables ago. anymore people don't bring yeah. rotten vegetables to shows <laughs> y- years ago i i did i did a couple of jokes people were laughing and i forgot my next joke and i walked off and no one said nothing but then next time i was over, I was like i feel like i'm funny i'm a freestylish you know and i went up there and they booed the shit out of me <laughs> a comedian a, a comedian was like known like you know comic viewing this up there he pulled me aside he was like hey man um, you freestyle. Don't do that ever again. You know, and once again, with working and jobs, and it's hard to get back. You know, it really is. It, it really is. And at the same time, when you when you when you bomb, that shit does hurt a little bit. You know, you know. That's, I was that's outside. What I've heard. I like was. It sitting, can be soul crushing. I was you start outside. To just, like I'm about to cry like a white woman. Just ah. 
Toby. I was like, I was that. I was like, damn, you know. But as I, I did my research, and once you go back and really look at like all your favorite comics, all of them, you're going to bomb. And not only not because oh, they've you, all eaten shit. Yeah, not every one of them. And it's not only based because you suck or anything like that. Sometimes it's not even the joke. Sometimes it's how you deliver the joke. And some people are just that joke might kill this one night, might destroy. You might go and take that joke over to the next, the next segment, the next um scheduled time you at, you're in your time slot, and it might bomb because you didn't feel your crowd out because this type of crowd might not be into that. Yep. You know, it all it all varies, but most of the time it's really you finding out what's your funny. That's basically comedy. That's that's basically that's the reason why we love certain people. That's why I love regardless of uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Like overall. Rodney Dangerfield is one one of the top best for just quick punchliners. He knows he knows how to you know go through. You know he doesn't get up there and tell like a story. He just punches you the whole time. But once again, that's someone who found their comedy. Yeah, and and that was a different time for comedy too. Yeah, um, you know I, I think different things hit. Um, one of the things that that I think is interesting is is the shifts that'll happen. So mm-hmm. you know COVID hits and stand up comedy kind of with music live music kind of dies out and um live musicians at least have the opportunity of being able to live stream Mm -hmm. because you don't have to have the crowd reaction right to to do what you do exactly whereas in in stand-up it's yeah it's it's kind of Sorry, kind of, kind of different there. Yeah, yeah well, I wasn't sure what that was. Yeah, um, thought maybe you were farting or something. <laughs> no, um, it was not me. Worry <laughs> <laughs> not about the fault. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, I just I don't know. It comedy is is such mm-hmm. a unique art form, and and you can't you can't do that through zoom or or no. through live streaming no. but you found like the way some of them adapt andrew schultz has a uh, a new netflix series mm-hmm. and it started because when this pandemic hit he had just finished building his own podcast set right and in a lot of ways it was the reason i wanted to do this was because i saw what andrew schultz did um and thought you know that's dope as shit like so um when the pandemic hit, he was like, this is what's going to separate people, you know, pivoting and finding a way. So what they were doing is they were still doing their podcast, which is great because podcasts are pandemic proof. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also started doing Instagram bits where he would turn and, and do these really quick monologues, but they're fast paced. Mm -hmm. They're bit after bit, after bit, after bit, after bit. Mm -hmm. And he hits you for like, you know, five minutes or whatever, and then cuts. And he would do these on Instagram and they were killing. And he started to blow up. His crew started to blow up. Mm-hmm. And he worked a deal with Netflix where they have four 15 minute Andrew Scholl segments where he just goes off. Mm-hmm. And one of them is about politics. One of them is about the pandemic. And he just, he crushes it. He right. crushes it, crushes right. it. So it's interesting when you can can see an art form that's so unique to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then when it's given that adversity, how it starts to shift and change around it. 
Right, right. It's, 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 you know, once again, it always goes back to, hey, you, your comedy is basically you finding you and finding what works for you. Some people, they're great at, you know, they're great at roasting people. That's what they do. Some people are great at sitting up there giving you a story. And then some people are just great at just putting themselves out there and making it so relatable to your life. And you see the humor in that, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the good thing about it. I mean, absolutely. You know, so seeing the humor and stuff, um, did you see my cousins went a little bit crazy? <laughs> you know what? Had a little family reunion in DC. Man, you know, and once again, people, the Simpsons were right again because they predicted what this the shit fuck again. Is up with that shit? Matt Groening needs to go ahead and get his money. He <sighs> needs to just come out beginning of the year. People, this is what's going to happen. No, no, Let no. us all know. No, no, no. Um, they need to hook a chip up to that dude and start just like pulling some of that shit out because we need to know what's coming next. When you have a drawing of someone who's dressed up with the raccoon and all that together, and there's actually somebody inside the fucking White House dressed I, like that. Now, do you do you think maybe that that was because of The Simpsons that he dressed like that on purpose? I don't know. I now, don't know. I don't know that there was. See, here's the weird thing. I don't know that there was a plan to go there in the first place. It was the rally where where Giuliani and Trump Jr. fired everybody up saying they need to march on Washington. Right. Like, that's where the idea came from. Yeah. Because to me, the, the funniest part about all this is the news media is fucking ridiculous. Fuck Fox, fuck CNN, fuck ABC. They're all fucking ridiculous. Okay. So I'm watching and I'm flipping between like Mm -hmm. uh, MSNBC and Fox News and and the differences in the way they're covering it. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, but overall, it's it's this there's an insurgence man there there there's a coup. They're taking over. No, it's just a bunch of hapless white people running around thinking that they can do whatever they want, which in essence, I mean, police wise, there was a whole different reaction. Once again, people, this was a display of white privilege because anybody else who would have ran up to that Capitol would have been fucking shot regardless. Four black men that walked up and, and were met with a whole bunch of guards and shunned away. Exactly. And, and yet you get like fucking Paul Blart mall cop on duty for, for, you know, when the white folks want to come in it. And there again, like, I I don't know that you can say it's, it's pre-planned, that they didn't have the right guards or whatever on. I, I don't know either. I, but but you can't deny that that's ridiculously different than how it would be met exactly. if that was a Black Lives Matter. Black movement. Lives Matter, believe me, the military was up there sitting there like, let one of you motherfuckers step an inch up there. I promise you, you're gone. So getting back to Raccoon Hat or the, <laughs> well, he had the horns, right? Yeah, the, but the, the, the tail and all that. We'll shit. call him Davy Crockett for now. Oh. Okay, so so Davy Crockett shows up. To the rally, did he know they were going to to to? I mean, like, but I, I don't. I don't how did Matt Groening know that? I don't. I don't. I don't fucking know how it's he does weird. it. I'm telling you, it's weird. I, I, I need. We need. It's to, just. I'm gonna weird. add him and say, dude, how do you know this? And by the way, check out our podcast. But no, but seriously, no, but no. I mean, I, I, I mean, the thing about it is, is just the way it happened, and you're sitting there, like I'm, I'm literally in, like at work. And I'm driving, and all of a sudden, like I'm, I stop, and I look at my phone, 
in latest news, uh, Washington. And I'm like, and I click it. I'm like, what the fuck? But at the same time, it's like weeks ago, there was a guy, I was at the gym and he was telling me like, they have something planned that they're going to do. And he was like, there are people on TikTok talking crazy, this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's, you know, you typically listen to like, you're like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden this shit happens. And you're sitting so there maybe going, it was premeditated to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. And I'm just like, maybe that guy was dressing like Matt Groening's character just, <laughs> just because he he knew it was coming. I I just it I just, just seems so weird. Like, I just question the level of like, what what are we doing here? We we say this is this is a constitution. We say we have laws in place, and then stuff like this happens to where people can do things like this. And the biggest thing to me is. You're not living up to what you set out by allowing these things to happen. And I mean, in, 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 a, in a sense of don't get me wrong, I'm all for protesting whatever you feel. Don't get me wrong. I mean, because once again, that's 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 freedom of speech. But still, now we're going to climb up the walls. We're going to go in. We're going to start taking pictures. We're going to start taking podiums. We're going to start getting up the mics and screaming and taking shit. That dude walking and, through with the podium. Yo, I said, what the <laughs> fuck? I saw that shit. I was like, like, what the hell just happened? Like, 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 trust me. If it was my black ass, they would have shot the shit out of me. Even after I was dead and gone, my body twitched a fart. They would have put more bullets in my ass. Do you know how many I times you. I heard that day? Hmm? What are your cousins doing? Man, I mean, you have to, you have, I, a part of me was like, damn, I said, one of them looked like Carl, but I didn't, you know, I just, I just didn't, you know, I just didn't, you know, I was like, well, you know, but and then again, at the same time, you know, I was like, look, get, get the fuck out of here. But I just couldn't believe it. And then at the same time, I was like, well, can you not believe, why, why, why can't you believe this? So much has happened in the last past years. Like what, what you expect. Here's the sad thing is, is we couldn't make it seven days into the new year. And shit had to start already. Now, I don't know if people really remember all of what happened in 2020. Oh, it's a lot of it shit. It started with Australia on fire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Neil Pert, my favorite drummer in the world, passes away. Okay. Now, that's not just because he's Canadian, but he was a drummer for Rush and he was fucking amazing. We lost a lot of really great people. Exactly. In 2020. Right. Killer bees. Yeah. Right? Fucking assassin bees were coming. Yeah. California's on fire. Yep. Pandemic. Yep. Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Economy shut down. Yep. Government insults us. Right. President goes fucking just apeshit crazy. His everyday regular. Yep. No, no, no. <laughs> he he was he was turned up at least two or three decibels for the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. He, all of this shit happened in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Yep. The police going off. Right. Well, that's that never stopped. Well, okay, so but, the, but, but, yeah, but yeah, but more so attention, attention has been to the drawn to them now. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. All of that shit. Yeah. And and we're like, oh man, we're, we're we made it. We made it through 2020, most of us. And and we're we're sitting here at 2021. And six days in. Shit is already hitting the fan. Uh, I felt like I was like in the previews of a movie. And and the opening credits started, and I was like, "Oh shit, I've seen this movie. I gotta go." Yeah, yeah. I I I I was just sitting there like, man, like you know. But the thing about it is, is that what what more can you what can you do? I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, freedom of speech is I'm all for that. But then when people start dying, you know, 
when when some when someone is just there doing what they're supposed to do, and you know, I mean, things happen in a situation like this, and it shouldn't have been that. You know, it's supposed to be people protesting and 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 letting you know, letting your government know how you feel. Mm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm not for the president that's in there now. I'm not for him, but at the same time, you have every right if you feel that this is the, your president express yourself but not to a point of where hey okay i'm gonna get angry i'm gonna start hurting people i'm gonna you know somebody lost their life in this you know you know i i really feel like social media has really kind of turned us down a really bad path i agree because of the isolated information that you get the the very myopic view that comes out of social media because of the algorithms and the way they're set up so that you're getting whatever it is that that the algorithm thinks that you want the most right which in a lot of times is is the hateful stuff it's mm-hmm. the 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 stuff that makes you angry is the stuff you react to i agree right so with with that it's kind of given people this this standoffishness where you know i refuse to budge from from my point of view you and i both agree we don't like either of the candidates, the one that's leaving or the one that's coming in. I'm telling you, I don't. And and the worst part is the one that's coming in probably won't be there very long. And the one that's going to take its place is worse than the one that's coming in. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and that's politics. And and unfortunately, we just have far too many people in this country that continue to say what they hate about politics, but then continue to vote for the regular politicians. Right. And um, and my politician's better than your politician. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's still it's, a politician. It's, you're you're it, missing it. it. I mean, the, and, and to me, don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, people are, are, are fooled to sit there and scream, you know, Democrat and scream Republican. Because at the end of the day, regardless, even though these people are on 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 TV, they're 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 yelling out their points of views. You know, one side you know, discussing how this party is screwing up, the other side discussing the other party. At the end of the day, guess what they do when you guys don't see this on camera? They're shaking hands and they're going a barren way. Mm-hmm. While you're sitting here, out here as everyday people, angry and getting mad with other people because they feel that their party is better than the other one, they're sitting somewhere having a drink, they're laughing, they're talking, they're still getting having more money in their pocket. Think about it. The stimulus just came out 600 bucks. What does that do for you? Nothing. They're well, making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and not getting taxed while you're getting the shit in of it all. Well, and here's the worst part. So, you know, everybody wanted to say, oh, well, you know, this one held up or that one McConnell or Trump or Pelosi. Yeah. You know, everybody held this up or they held that up. Mm-hmm. OK, so first I'm going to say that it's pathetic that. Other countries are getting large portions of of the money from this stimulus package. Agreed. And and the American people are getting 600 bucks each. What's worse is in all of these, they tuck so much language and so many things that are not Mm -hmm. part of anything to do with the stimulus, the COVID or anything. Right. But it's an opportunity for my side to get something passed. Because if you say no, you're saying no to the stimulus package. You're not saying no to my ridiculous bill that I threw in on on top of whatever it is. Right. Okay. But then you outwardly get Joe Biden telling people that if Georgia goes blue, 
you'll get a $2,000 stimulus check. Right. Go out and vote Warnock. Go out and vote right. Ossoff. Right. right. Now, personally, I don't care whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever want to see what we have right now. Right. Which is all three in control of one. Okay. So it's it's the Democrats right now have mm-hmm. Congress, Senate, and the White House. Right. 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 Control. Majority. Right. Okay. So what you're going to find is there is nobody mm-hmm. that can say, hey, this might be a bad idea because of this. I agree. To a certain extent, I do agree with that. I do. And it's just as bad if the Republicans have the White House, right. Congress, and the Senate. Right. I, I think also, too, that people have shifted just because of what they've seen. But but for your inaugural president, your president-elect, right, to specifically say, you need to vote this way or I'm not giving you the stimulus that you really fucking deserve. How fucking insulting is that? I mean, once once again, I you mean, you haven't even taken office yet. But here, hold on, Trump, and that's that's what you're gonna do. But that's but, that's how we're gonna run things Trump from now say, on. But didn't Trump say that? Hey, if you, you don't want vote, this, you're gonna do what I tell you. But didn't Trump? Didn't Trump do that beforehand? Somebody, if you don't vote for me, you won't get this. He did say that at one of point. Of course. I mean, both sides are bad. Both sides Thank are you. bad. Thank both, you. Both sides are bad. People don't understand. They're gonna say what they need to say to get in house. That's just what so it is. So for all those people that hate fucking Trump, yeah. well, you just voted in a guy that's doing the exact same shit. That's why I say honestly, in my opinion, let's stop voting for old people. Look, these people barely can hold their goddamn piss and shit. Why the fuck we keep bringing them in there? I'm telling oh, you, fucking kidding. These people don't care about nothing. All they want to do is worry about the healthcare, and they want to sit down and watch Matlock and Andy Griffin. That's all they want to fucking do. I'm telling you, I'm done voting old people. Bring somebody in who's of age. Like I said, if you if you're not in your forties, if you're not right there at that pole right there, like, hey, I've been through some shit. I'm still going through some shit. Let me become president. Otherwise, that if you're old and you ain't got to worry about shit, if you it, th- don't 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 hire don't, don't hire buffer who Nick barely work. Don't do that. I'm telling you, let's stop let's stop doing that shit. No, I'm tired of the old people. You hear me? Don't get me wrong. I love all the old people. I love y'all, but look here. 70 something years old y'all shouldn't even be on the road driving hell y'all don't even drive now you know your dad's gonna kick your ass for he all probably this right? is. he probably isn't open up a can of fuck me up he probably is you know i love him to death when he does it but still like in general but my thing is you can't keep putting people who are beyond what 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 they don't stay they don't they're they're beyond struggling from what the the, the average american is doing right now you know, that's what I'm saying. Put people in there who who are really going not, not I'm not saying going through it, but hey, who's of age, who is within understanding of this is what's happening now. I've seen it. I've been in it. This is the reason why we need to do this or shift this way rather than putting somebody who's in there who, who who's who's just old and will say some shit because we don't know if they're going through dementia or not. If. Senators, congressmen, mm-hmm. elected officials. If all of them had vowed at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. half of all of our salaries during this pandemic, while we're asking people to stay home, right? half of our salaries will get pulled together, all of it, right? during the course of whatever time we have people locked down. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be added into stimulus or whatever for all americans right 
Do you think people would have half the views that they have about politicians currently? Exactly. I don't think so. I don't. Could think... they have survived on half their salary during this? Right. You. You. Like I said, when you give somebody six hundred dollars, who people have been in 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 debt for months because they're still trying to hold whatever they have now, or deciding, hey, I have to, I have to, I have to rob Peter to pay Paul, in order to keep keep my lights on or keep my rent going or keep whatever it is. I mean. And, and and that's one thing I think, once again, is that both sides are in that White House are not looking at, Mm-mm. you know, because once again, when you're you're at a you're at a higher level looking down. So you don't see really what's at the bottom. Nope. So once again, that's why I say it's time to put some people who are really right there, at the age of understanding rather than seeing certain things a certain way, because they've only been around certain situations mm-hmm. to understand. At half salary, do you think they would have worked tirelessly to get the economy and and jobs back together? Do you think they would have made better plans knowing that they were only making half of their salary? That is a question. Hmm. (laughs) All right. On that note, I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Um, Please, everyone, please. We thank you. And we like you all for, for viewing us. <laughs> Comment, subscribe, um, leave us questions. Um, anything you guys want to, you know, want us to discuss, talk about our opinions and views. Or if you just want to leave messages and say that, hey, Carl's a piece of shit, I thank you. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Super Dito gang.